Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to What's It Like podcast with Yorks. Um, today we have in studio with us another good friend of mine. His name is David. Say hi to the people, David. Hello. <laughs> and um, David is a friend of mine who is, uh, he can tell you his age. Um, as a matter of fact, David, introduce yourself to the people out there. Well, I'm uh, just turned 24 years old, and did you want me to tell them about my job and what I do for a living? Anything that you're that you're <laughs> anything that you're uh, okay with? Yeah, I'm in, I'm into security. I do security work in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, been a manager for a few years. I don't know. Me and Yorkwin met before all of that when I was just a lowly janitor going to church. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it a lowly janitor because I actually, I actually was um, while I was in college. I also did um, janitorial work, and um, sorry about that. And um, so one of the things that that growing up for me, um, which you guys will find out more as the podcasts go on, I actually worked on a chicken farm, and um, on the chicken farm. I did everything, and it was a huge industrial chicken farm. Those things are a mess, man. Yeah. I visited them. Yeah, a huge industrial chicken farm. And um, as a result of that, I've done feeding of chickens, taking up dead chickens, the whole works. And then even when I went to college, I also was um, doing janitorial work at college. So (laughs) as a result of that, it still caught Caught me. We both have a va- background in cleaning, man. Exactly. So, um, and even every single job that I go to, if I if I come upon people who clean the the um, clean the space, mm-hmm. I speak to them as if I w- was speaking to a, a normal regular coworker. Yes. So I don't. I don't. I, lo- I think cleaning is probably one of the underrated jobs in the world. Yes. It's enormously necessary. It's needed yes. in almost every industry. And at the same time, it's probably extremely underappreciated. Yes, yes. And um, one of the reasons um, also why I brought David on is because David, similar to myself, um, I have three years experience in it. I am a, I am a, I am a, what you call it there, a a new father. I have a three-year-old and David, how old is Gideon? Just turned five months. Five months. Five okay. months on the 21st. Five months on the 21st. And how is it being a new father? Uh, how shall we begin? Um, enormously rewarding. Mm-hmm. 
I would say would be the word. But I think probably one of the most stressful experiences that I think a guy's ever going to handle in life. Because yeah. everything now counts. It's not like I lose my job, oh, no, no big deal, I'll just go crash on my friend's couch. Mm -hmm. It's like I got a wife, I got a little guy that's completely helpless. Mm -hmm. And he's reliant on me for everything. And I think just that responsibility, like I try not to let it like get to you and, and overwhelm you and stress you out because if you do that you're not going to be able to survive mm -hmm. so i think one thing that i got as a as a gift i suppose is being objective about life i've never mm -hmm. let problems or circumstances depress me or get me down it's always a challenge mm -hmm. that there's always a solution to it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i think that's the beauty of life is that whatever problem that you face, there's always a solution. If it's a matter of a means of income, mm -hmm. there's a million different ways to make money. If it's a matter of, you know, finding mm -hmm. something to do with your life and figuring out what your talent is, mm -hmm. like there's so many different things you can try. And mm -hmm. the same with being a dad is like, it's another one of those challenges that I think every guy who wants to have a family is going to run into at some point. Mm -hmm. And it's just all in how you approach it. It's nothing too crazy. Take it one day at a time. And mm -hmm. I think for me, it's just been the most rewarding experience of my life. Like seeing that little guy looking at you and smiling yeah. and, you know, just seeing your own likeness in him. It's like, wow, this is crazy. This is awesome. I know. Right. And, and it's the same thing, similar thing with me, because, you know, before having Michaela, I was like, you know, happy go lucky. If mm -hmm. I saw something, I could buy it. Of course. Um, but no, it's like, everything has a purpose yes everything has a total direction and for me even even doing this podcast it's 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 it it has a direction whereby if um let's say for example god forbid i am unable to to you know interact or speak with my kids when they are our age mm -hmm. um they can then look at these um or listen to these um in the future and say oh this is the kind of guy that dad was yeah you know i got um, you it's legacy legacy exactly yeah. everything is headed towards some kind of a legacy and um for 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 me um even how i know interact with 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 even regular people on the street mm -hmm. or even people who i just meet there is a purpose and it is towards making a future possible and brighter for the next generation which is yeah. my, my child i think it's really completely changed my view on like saving money that's mm -hmm. that's probably the biggest effect mm -hmm. in the short term that i've seen mm -hmm. like now i'm like super concerned about like building a future for mm -hmm. gideon making sure like he has like money that he can use when mm -hmm. he gets older, which yeah. is something I never had access to. Mm -hmm. And like, just, I think every parent, I think wants to create this, you know, perfect world for their child. Mm -hmm. And I think every parent tries and miserably fails at that mm -hmm. from my mm -hmm. <laughs> observations. Yeah. But I think it's a good thing to try. Like, I think we always want to make a better life for our, for our next you know, like you say, the next generation, we want to make a better life for them and we want to 
you know, try and prevent them from making the same mistakes we made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think you also have to balance that with a bit of the reality is that we were all that age too. And we all thought our parents were idiots yes. and we knew better than yes. them. Yes. yes. So yes. rest assured, our kids are going to think the exact same way about us. And like, you're so old. that's just going to be, that's just going to be us, man. Yep. <laughs> we're going to be looking at our kids like, why are you so dumb? Exactly. And they're going to be like, no, we're not dumb. We're the smartest people ever. Exactly. So I think so long as you can keep that in the back of your head and realize one thing I never wanted to forget was that I was a child. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of adults forget that fact that they mm -hmm. were once children and they made mistakes. Yeah. And I think so long as you can keep in your head, mm -hmm. you know, I was once a child, I made dumb mm -hmm. moves. I didn't save money when I should have saved money and whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Keep that in your head. I think you'll mm -hmm. live a lot less stressed of a life. Before we go any further, we want to thank our sponsors, Walter's Weddings. Based in one of the world's best countries for destination weddings, that's Jamaica, and also we have offices in Canada, Walters Weddings is your go-to media company. Whether it's photography, live streaming, drone photography, or cinematography, contact our award-winning team at walterswedings.com and talk to Tina. We're also available for weddings as far north as Canada as far south as south america now back to our program i i i am I'm, I'm i'm glad that we're down this path because as as you mentioned earlier we met you know while you were attending church and stuff like that yes and um we've and and we've both especially you have gone through many different rigmaroles and many different stuff especially life, life happens man yeah um um Tell me about the the whole church experience and 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 how it was for you in and how and and what's one of some of the reasons. Are. Give me some perspective of what's it like leaving the church per se. For sure. Um, well, one thing you know about me, York Quinn, I'm a very open and honest guy. I'll never. Mm -hmm. I'm an open book. I love to talk about mm -hmm. stuff. So I think to fully understand kind of why I left mm -hmm. the church is to also understand where I came from. Mm -hmm. I was raised in the church. I was uh, from birth Seventh-day Adventist. Mm -hmm. My parents were extreme Seventh-day Adventists in some respects. You could say my dad lived in the bush. We were not in a city. Mm -hmm. I was homeschooled. I mm -hmm. was vegan. I, it checks all the boxes of a very conservative Adventist family. Mm -hmm. And not many Adventists, I would say, have that experience, so I mm -hmm. can't speak for all. Mm -hmm. But I can speak for the fact that I was raised around Ellen White and reading her books incessantly. I read a lot of the books myself. I have books still that are marked with dates and times of when I read them. Mm -hmm. And so I was immersed in it. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I felt like I had a lot of knowledge about mm -hmm. God. And I think when I was very little, like maybe six or seven, I had this one experience where I was doing devotions and I was praying and I kind of felt like, a presence of God there. Yeah. And it was just this peaceful, most wonderful experience. And I always kind of clung to that as this is kind of my only experience with God so far, mm -hmm. but I want more. Yeah. And so becoming a teenager and, you know, many people would say growing up very isolated and I would agree. Mm -hmm. I didn't know a lot about the world. I didn't know a lot about what was out there. I had a very narrow minded perspective on life. Mm -hmm. And so my first job was kind of throwing me to the wolves where I worked in a mechanic shop around a bunch of filthy mouth mechanics that could do nothing but googie eye at the women walking by. And yeah. 
one of the sales girls would walk out and the one guy from the back would walk all the way to the front just to see her. Wow. Oh, what's she wearing today? Ooh, did you see that? And it was mm. just like, oh, eye roll. Like I couldn't, mm. I was so uncomfortable and they saw that, right? And they just picked me apart like a bunch of vultures because mm. they saw here's this innocent little guy. Let's corrupt him, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's weird how, you know, even you could say sinners, so to speak, they're very much evangelists in their own right. Yeah. Yeah. which struck me about it. And it's like, you know, the way of the world is very much its own kind of religion to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So after that whole experience, two and a half years in that shop, and I never swore once, mm -hmm. well, maybe I swore once, mm -hmm. but that was about it. Like I never joined in any of the mm -hmm. stuff that I kept myself very much apart. Mm -hmm. And after working there for two years, I started thinking and I was just like, well, how much different from these guys am I? Because in the back of my head, I'm swearing every day. I'm I'm upset. I'm angry, and I'm I'm taking it out, but in my mind, right? Mm -hmm. And so I always remembered like the whole story in the Bible about you know either be hot or be cold, don't be lukewarm. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm kind of kidding myself here, but mm -hmm. it, I wanted to give it more of a more Try. of a chance, right? Mm -hmm. So I moved here to the city, and I, at that time, I was in a relationship with somebody in the church. Mm -hmm. We had met when I was in school and, you know, I'm still hanging out with the religious folks, but more liberal, obviously religious folks. And again, I, I wanted to join. I wanted to chase after that experience. I wanted that relationship with God, so to speak. And so I figured, well, becoming a member, getting baptized, that would maybe give me that experience, right? I, I didn't expect it like right away, but I figured at least by joining, I would be given more of a chance. Mm -hmm. So I joined and it was, it was an amazing Sabbath. Of course, my parents were there. Everyone was super mm -hmm. happy. And then after that, nothing really happened. And I was just kind of like twiddling my thumbs here. Like I am on the screen. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, am I going to be given a job? Like, am I going to be given a something, something to, to do? do? Is there something for me to do even? And I looked around the church and the, the whole AY ministry was kind of falling apart there wasn't a lot of people willing to run it mm -hmm. the choir was falling apart nobody wanted to come to practice um i didn't see a lot of commitment mm -hmm. now if you ever talk to, talk to my taekwondo teacher and that's a completely different side story of my life where i mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was in the martial arts for a few years mm -hmm. i i dedicate my life to it and if i'm putting my head to something if i'm gonna be part of something i want to be 100 mm -hmm. talk to any boss that i've ever worked for maybe that could be why I'm successful at whatever I do, but if I'm going to commit to a job, and Christianity is no different, I want to commit 100%. Mm -hmm. And when I was involved in the church, I didn't see people committing 100%, to be honest, man. And mm -hmm. you could say maybe comparing people to people, and we shouldn't do that. But mm -hmm. when you see the whole church just coming to church on Saturday mm -hmm. and warming the pews and mm -hmm. listening to the sermons and, oh, refreshed, and then they go home and nothing switch on the xbox switch on the tv mm. all the young people in the church were smoking weed in their parents basement and mm -hmm. playing loud music and mm -hmm. just you know it was like really guys like nobody's like taking this seriously mm. and that's what i i really saw is like nobody took it serious it wasn't a way of life for them it was something they did mm -hmm. it was a part of their routine during the week it wasn't anything more and to me religion was a way of life i was I grew up with that and I expected that. So mm -hmm. perhaps my expectations were a little bit high and perhaps my whole viewpoint was a little bit warped on it. But for me, religion should be something that permeates your entire existence. Mm -hmm. And 
no matter what you're doing, it should have some connection. Yeah. Also, for me, the church should be an organization that it is part of the community. It's not just a building in the community that nobody knows about. And this is something I actually brought up to the pastor one time. And I was just like, well, yeah. go knock on the doors of the people around our church. Mm-hmm. Go all around just the adjacent houses, knock on the door and ask them, what do you know about the church? Who are they? What do they stand for? Oh, okay. And see what answers you get. I guarantee nobody knows who we are from even the people right next to us. Mm. And that upset me a lot. And I wanted to do something about it. But at the same time, when you see nobody else is interested and you're the only one now, it's just like, I'm drowning. Wow. It, that, that, like, there's a, there's a, there's, there's a lot a to unpack. Whole lot to unpack there. There's there. a lot to unpack. We could um, have a couple of podcasts just on I, that. <laughs> I know, I know. And, and we, we will visit it sometime very, very soon. I promise you that. Um, but one of the things that, that, that you said earlier in the beginning of the story, well, in the middle of the story was when you saw that church was something that they did and not a way of life. Yes. And that is something that, 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 that really spoke to me because I remember, um, just, just since you came into the studio, mm-hmm. we were talking and um, I, I was saying to you that um, if I hear swearing, I, yeah. I, I, I am okay with hearing it because I used to live in, like when I was going to college, even though it was on a, a Seventh-day Adventist um, college, I was still surrounded by, surrounded by swearing. It's and in all the that music, stuff. it's in the culture. It's Exactly. Everywhere. So as a result of that, now I was I, I was immersed in 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 it, and mm. I was okay. But I promised myself that since then, uh, if I if it if in my house, it would be a non-swearing house, yes. and that would be a part of life for me, because what I try to do is that I try to be the sermon mm. and not go and preach to someone say to be this person or to be that person and that is something that 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 you know i'm sure you know that the verse which says train up a child yes right and i actually found myself one day which it will be in the book um in the dance hall on new year's Mm -hmm. new year's night new year's eve whatever and I said to myself, and this was while I was in college, because, you know, you go to college, you get the first taste of freedom. Of course. I said, you know, God, this is it. I'm done with with this life, and I'm coming back to you. If you can get me out of this situation, I will live my life for you from now on. So, So when you said that church was something that they did and not a way of life, it was like, Hmm, that seems to be one of the main common threads that, 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 that if you go down to the base grassroots of it, churches seem just seems to be some something that people do know. It is. And not necessarily what what, what you know, type of life. You know, something that I, I, I learned a lot from doing martial arts and I, I appreciate my time there. I, I do it again. Um the thing that my grandmaster taught is that he didn't, first of all, he didn't accept apologies. He didn't like people apologizing for doing something wrong. He just wanted you to do it right. Mm-hmm. Secondly, for him, it was a way of life. And that's something I had mad respect for. He did his 
patterns every day. He practiced with his students every day. You know, even when he would greet people outside of the dojo, mm -hmm. you would greet each other in a certain way that showed respect for the person's rank and for the person's mm -hmm. placement within the whole mm -hmm. club, right? Mm -hmm. So I saw that and I was just like, wow. And even in the club, not a lot of people took that very seriously. They would greet each other outside like, whatever, hi, buddy. Mm -hmm. But in the club, it was like, you know, you have your little way of bowing to each other and whatever, mm -hmm. calling each other this and that, different titles. Mm -hmm. So even in that respect, I saw like some people just did it and some people lived it. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes for a lot of life. And for me, what I wanted to do is I wanted to be honest. First and foremost, I don't think God appreciates somebody who's just playing a role. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw the kids and the young people in the church playing roles and just pretending to be Adventists on Saturday and when they really didn't want to be Adventists, mm -hmm. I was just like, well, why would I be kidding myself here? I don't want to do all of these rules. I don't want to adhere to this lifestyle. This is not for me. Mm -hmm. So why should I pretend and go to church and mm -hmm. honestly, at the end of the day, show a bad example? And that's something that I'm most concerned with is I don't want to show people an example like I'm some holy roller that mm -hmm. goes to church every day. And holy roller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, for me, it's I don't want to be that kind of guy. I want to be me. I want to be the most honest person. I think God would have mm -hmm. respect for a guy that truly says, you know what? Take it for what it's worth. This is not the lifestyle for me. This is not the thing that I want to adhere to. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you guys and I have respect for everybody that wants to follow that, but no, thank you. And I think even Jesus would respect somebody like that. If you were to meet you and talk to you and mm -hmm. you're not convinced of it, well, it is what it is for me. My life has now turned to, I want to be the kind of guy that can have a conversation with anyone that can be a friend to anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to let, like I've seen so many religious people, especially my own parents, where they will not associate with people because they're a different religion or they believe differently or mm -hmm. they adhere to different values. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that guy. I want to be the friend to everyone. And if you need me in a time of trouble, I'm I'm there for you. Mm -hmm. And you know that about me, Yorkwin. Yes. Like if you need my help, I'm here. If, Definitely. If you have something going on that you're in trouble with, I'll, I'll do my best to help you out. And that's Definitely. the kind of human I want to be. Definitely. And I think that's that's the most that could be expected from anyone, to be honest. I, I would expect my kid to be the same way, and I would hope that, you know, everybody that we associate with would be similar. Mm -hmm. The unfortunate fact about humanity, of course, is that everyone's selfish and greedy, and you and get everyone taken, is the hero in their own story. Yeah, and, and you get taken advantage of so much if you're a nice person. And I... So, I'm, I and I do appreciate that. I appreciate you as a friend, as a brother, and I absolutely. I tell people that you know, like there, 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 there are some people in my circle whereby I say, "This is my brother. This mm. is my relative. Whatever." Mm. And blood could not really make a difference. And no. David is one of those people, um, that, um, because you know, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm just thinking about some some of the blood relatives. That 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 I have. Yes. That um, I would I I I would say that you know strangers such as yourself has treated me better than some I of agree. the blood relatives that I in have. In my in my experience as well, I have so many family that I am not close with at all, mm -hmm. and they're my blood. Mm -hmm. And I have so many friends that I am super close with, and they mm -hmm. would die for me, and I die for them. Mm -hmm. And they're not my blood; they're exactly. just friends that we meet, right? Exactly. 
I think like, honestly, family is, family is the people that have your back. Mm -hmm. Family is the people that, you know, you need them. They're there for you. Mm -hmm. And when they need you, you're there for them. That's, mm -hmm. that denotes family to me in this day and age. Mm -hmm. Maybe in times gone past, blood meant more. Mm -hmm. And I think in today's society with just how connected everybody is and just mm -hmm. how different the world is, mm -hmm. even technology wise and socially wise, mm -hmm. that's, that's what's important is keeping those friends close to you that, mm -hmm. that care for you and keep in touch with you. Mm -hmm. And I think honestly, that's kind of what I wanted to do with my life is I didn't want to be, and I think now my perspective is one of, I don't want to be the guy that says religion's wrong. Mm -hmm. because everyone's experience is different. I think if you have an experience with God that you mm -hmm. can feel in some tangible way that you know in your heart, mm -hmm. you have that connection. Mm -hmm. I have mad respect for you. And I want you to pursue that to the fullest of its potential. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes for my kid is if he ever has an experience with God that he believes is genuine and that he can experience in some way, I would encourage that as far as it will go. Please like pursue that because mm -hmm. ultimately you only live once. Mm -hmm. And if there is such a thing as a God out there, then absolutely make contact, be friends with that guy. Right. Mm -hmm. For me, I've never had that experience. I've never had that tangible experience where I could say God is real. God is like, I can only agree that there's way more to the universe than I'll ever be able to comprehend. Mm -hmm. And I can agree that there is very likely has to be, a being out there that's keeping this whole system running. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's no way like the universe can defy the laws. No, like the laws of thermodynamics, everything's going to divulge into chaos. That's mm -hmm. rule number one of physics. Mm -hmm. So for this world to defy all of that and the, the sun to keep orbiting or the earth to keep orbiting the sun and the there universe, must be a reason. Be, there has to be. Mm -hmm. And beyond a reason, there has to be like a power source behind all of that. And that would be God. So mm -hmm. I have no qualms with accepting that that's not beyond even scientific mm -hmm. imagination beyond the, how he affects like human beings. I think ultimately that's for each human to discover. And if religion, if a system of worship is the way that you discover that and that's how you get connected, then mm -hmm. by all means, right. Mm -hmm. For me, that wasn't that way. And so far it hasn't been. I, I, I say to everybody, I, I hope at some point I get to meet God. I hope I get mm -hmm. to meet mm -hmm. Jesus or whoever this being is. And I get a connection because I feel like that would be a really wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. But until that time, then I think being the best person and brother that you can to your friends, that's, that's where it's at for me. So uh, I, and I appreciate that. And, um, I have a, I have a question It's burning in my mind and I have to ask it. Yes. And there's this thing called extreme ownership. So mm -hmm. I'm going to put the onus on you. Sure. If there was something that you could have trust if there was something that you could have done differently um um or do you think that there is something that you first of all could have done differently whereby you may have still been att attending some church uh, 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 if possible what 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 would that be and if there's something that the church that you were a part of um could have done differently what would that be in your eyes oh for sure there could have been a lot been done differently for me like i think if i would have just taken more of an active role in starting things and this is something the pastor even brought up to me in some of our conversations well if you had ideas why didn't you bring them up 
Mm-hmm. Why didn't you see them through? Well, for sure. That's a genuine possibility. I could have started a ministry. I could have started a program within the church and, mm-hmm. you know, gotten people interested in it. And we could have started doing things around the community, be that safe walks, be that picking up needles, be that whatever. I've, I've mm-hmm. suggested things. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my line of work in security, we meet a lot of need for that, of course, mm-hmm. with the communities that we deal with. Um, I deal with a lot of like outreach programs mm-hmm. that already exist just from the city funded by the government. Mm-hmm. We could be another one of those for sure. And that would be a huge help to the community. I think that would be probably one of the most impactful ways that the church could help. And I mm-hmm. could have been the guy to start that mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll accept that. Um, secondly, on my own, could I have spent more time? And I think it boils down to time spent, right? Like I think if you're, if you really genuinely believe in something then for sure you're going to make that thing whatever it is happen if it's a business idea if it's a, a dream of yours to go on vacation somewhere mm-hmm. whatever you'll, you'll find a way to make it happen mm-hmm. and i think for me what what really made the difference there is i just didn't have that how shall we say like a like a spark so to speak i didn't have that mm-hmm. that little extra that would push you to do something like mm-hmm. that I, it just wasn't in my heart mm-hmm. i think what could have been the difference in that respect would have been perhaps the church actually giving me a job, mm-hmm. keeping mm-hmm. me interested. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would have been the difference. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I feel like the church does a really poor job of keeping people. They do a really good job of bringing people bringing in, in. Mm-hmm. but they do a very poor job of keeping them. And I think my experience may shed some light on that mm-hmm. where not having a job for new converts and just letting, and I, I talked to the pastor about this actually mm-hmm. in detail the other day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what happened? Like, why didn't I never get a call from you? Like, why didn't, you know, two years I've been out of the church and never get a call from you once? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you know, like, we don't necessarily bug people that we feel don't want to be bugged. Mm-hmm. So I think there's this maybe mentality within the church of, well, no, if they need us, they'll contact us. They know where we are. Mm-hmm. When in the story in the Bible, it was the shepherd actively went and looked for the sheep that were lost. He didn't just wait for the sheep to call mm-hmm. home and be like, hey, 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 I need a ride back to the farm. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I, I feel like the church could do a lot more to like involve the membership mm-hmm. and make it more than just a weekly event that you go to and mm-hmm. that's your brownie points for the week and you're a good, mm-hmm. you're a good Adventist by going to church. Mm-hmm. I feel like the whole culture of Adventism needs to change mm-hmm. where people... It's a way of life for them. It's an everyday thing. There's always something going on that they can do and they can involve themselves with, be it a community outreach program, be it Mm -hmm. a ministry of some sort, be it something Mm -hmm. like this where we're doing something to impact the community and Mm -hmm. bring the mission of the church to the forefront and people can see it, not just behind closed doors where people think we're a cult. And and I'm glad that you brought that up because... um, you are right, because in all fairness, David has mentioned to me about, um, you know, the Bear Clan, you know, picking up needles and stuff like that and being more involved in the community. And I I did pass the message on because I wasn't, at that point in time, I wasn't the one who was in leadership. Right. But um, in, in um, uh, as in youth leader at the time. I think both of us have passed that message on to the actual people yeah. in charge a lot. And yeah. what's come of the idea is really in the church's hands, right? Like we can't control that. I think though, I, I'm still very much interested in doing something like that. And mm-hmm. I think now, like as, as time goes on and as my, um, 
career advances opening up as well yeah like with things like that happening um i feel like there'll be a lot more opportunity for me to provide a means if someone was interested Mm -hmm. that you know even with my connections currently where i could say okay you know what if you wanted to be involved i could be a partner i could bring some of my guys in as volunteers to help provide you security for example as i work in the industry if there was a group of people from the church that wanted to go under overpasses and check up on people and see if they were okay or if people wanted to go walk downtown and collect needles and they're mm-hmm. you know it's a group of girls or young young adults and they don't feel safe mm-hmm. for sure i could bring a few of my guys in in full gear and you guys would have no issues no one would give you problems okay so that's something that i could contribute and i'd still be absolutely interested in doing that I- and i feel like as time goes on, that's that's always going to be something available. Ultimately, what the church does with it is it's in their hand. That's true, and um, I I definitely thank you for that input because um, that's actually what this is for. It's not just to just walk and listen; it's to actually be the change agent yes. that 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 we see that we we need um, or our community needs, mm-hmm. and. Um, <clears throat> And and I can see that there is still a passion in you, David, for first of all for God or the being um, that 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 you ultimately want to meet at the end of time. Absolutely. And also that you want to be a great father and a great husband and stuff like that. And I am definitely proud of you for that. Appreciate be- that. Because there are many people who could have gone your path and it be worse and i i feel like it could have divulged into negativity quite easily where mm-hmm. you become very bitter and upset and that's something that i don't think i've ever i, I don't like that it's a, it detracts mm-hmm. from the enjoyment of life when mm-hmm. you're negative and bitter against people mm-hmm. i have so much reason to be negative and bitter against my family for the way that they've treated me be it mm-hmm. for having disowning me for having a, a girlfriend of color be it for mm-hmm. um whatever reason it might be um Mm. not wanting to talk to me because you know i had a kid outside of marriage um Mm. whatever the reason might be Mm. i have a lot of reason to be bitter but Mm. there's no reason to to harbor those kind of feelings because life's too short Mm. and i feel like the the maybe i'm the messenger of positivity here but Mm -hmm. keeping a positive outlook on life Mm -hmm. keeping an objective point of view and not making enemies needlessly. Mm-hmm. I think that's the whole goal. And for me, I, I want to help the community. I, th- I feel mm-hmm. like the work that I do now, providing security for businesses and what have you, mm-hmm. it's definitely not the nicest way for some members of the community. They don't feel welcomed at all because mm-hmm. obviously they're not welcomed on the premises. Mm-hmm. And I do feel bad for them. But at the same time, I'm getting paid to do that kind of thing, to mm-hmm. kick people out and to, to keep people... Mm-hmm. You know, out of certain areas, that's mm-hmm. security in general. What I would like to evolve into eventually is helping those kind of people in some way because I see a lot of hopelessness in Winnipeg mm-hmm. and I see a lot of people that they have no idea that there's a better life. No idea. And they're raised surrounded by gangs and surrounded by violence and, and domestic drugs. abuse and drugs. And a lot of them have mental disabilities coming right out of the womb. Mm-hmm from whatever substances their parents were abusing when they were pregnant. And so you have this cycle of violence and abuse and being perpetuated. It's, it's a snake that eats its own tail. And I see it every day and I see people being born into it. I see little kids running around in it and breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to see somebody, 
do something about that. Mm -hmm. I know the government would never throw enough money at it to fix it because ultimately the government's that that's not something they're capable of. Mm -hmm. It's something that the community has to do in and of itself. And I think if I could be part of a movement within the community that would stand up to gang violence and stand up to, you know, domestic abuse and show everybody, Hey, you know what? There's people who they understand these things happen, mm -hmm. but they don't want that to be the norm. They don't want, they, yeah. they're not willing to accept that as, Oh, well, that's just Winnipeg. It's, you know, stab central, <laughs> stab or, central. or, you know, it's the carjacking capital of the world. Our, one of our units actually got carjacked last night. It's all wow. the news. It's hilarious. Wow. The guy just didn't lock the doors. So well, we're going to have a conversation with him. But mm -hmm. the point is, like, Winnipeg could be so much more if mm. everyone was united in a singular mm. movement mm -hmm. to stand up to this kind of thing, mm -hmm. to to want to have something better. And that's what I'd like to be involved in. And I'm glad you brought this up because most of the change doesn't really happen from the top never it has to happen from a community grassroots base absolutely and that is something that you know this this could divulge into a whole nother extra hour speaking oh, absolutely. Um, um but 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 i see that there's a there's a there's a deep desire and a deep great vision um that you have in your heart and i am i am here for it i'm meaning i'm i'm here to to support you in any way you need I, well, it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot more than you and me. Is. I think the the key to this is what I want to do, and, and what I see is uniting people on a common interest. Mm -hmm. And if that's upbuilding the community, making our place a safer place to live, mm -hmm. we're gonna need all resources. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I don't want to make enemies with anyone. I don't want to cut anyone off. You know, ultimately, maybe my vision's bigger than the four walls of a church, mm -hmm. or maybe bigger than what the four walls of a church could ever offer. Yeah. given that you know each church has their own peculiar viewpoints and beliefs but what i would like to see is the community become a better place and a safer place for our mm -hmm. children to grow up in mm -hmm. and for you to have my respect and be able to raise your child the way you want to mm -hmm. and for me to be able to raise my kid the way i'd like to mm -hmm. without us judging each other and calling hateful comments at each other i think if our community could become that then we'd have we'd have accomplished something in our lifetime that's true. And I think that should be the focus of of us, of this, of, you know, whatever we work on, mm -hmm. be it for a religious cause or not, it should be to upbuild humanity and lift people out of the the really messed up situations that they, they find themselves in. True, true. I, I agree. I agree totally with you on that. And, um, you know, um, <clears throat> it being the husband of a wife who is a nurse yes you and you and my wife my wife and 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 you uh, have seen some of the similar things absolutely um you know babies being born with her job mothers. must be the most heartbreaking i would say yeah because she actually deals with the mothers and the babies yes so um it 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 like sometimes she comes and she she just she just wants to just just decompress of course um and i and hearing this from you and 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 getting it from her um on a, on a daily basis mm -hmm. i'm like there something needs to be done and um the four walls of a church well the church church isn't really the building but it's the people but um the church as a set of people needs to you know ex exit the building more yes 
and and be and more a change change agent i think for me the biggest thing that i've always seen with churches is they're super afraid to partner with other groups you know, I feel like there's this whole fear of like the ecumenical movement moving into the church, and I'm now getting into like mm-hmm. more advanced because mm-hmm. again, I was raised with it, right? Mm-hmm. But there's this whole you know uniting of the churches with the Catholic Church heading things up, and many mm-hmm. churches like they're afraid of that, and I think the the Adventist Church is one of them because they're this very devout Protestant organization, very similar to the Hutterites, the Mennonites. Mm-hmm where you don't want to be part of anything else because you're afraid you'll get contaminated, your beliefs will get watered down. Mm -hmm. But I believe there is a way where you could partner with community and where you could partner with businesses and other parts that are not religious Mm -hmm. and still maintain your uniqueness. Yes. I believe like the Mennonites have been probably the most successful at that because they have their own colleges and their own things going on mm-hmm. and yet they're very active in the community they have their furniture stores they have their thrift stores mm-hmm. they're out there mm-hmm. but yet they're separate yeah. yeah and i think there's a way that the adventist church could do that i don't think a lot of thought has been put into it mm-hmm. and i think if a lot of the smart people of the church put their heads together and said okay how could we re- how could we work with the community mm-hmm. and be a positive agent for change mm-hmm. and still retain our belief in our uniqueness and not be watered down yeah i think that would be something the church could really work on and i think that should be the focus not you know maintaining the old members and that's something i see a lot of where you're just mm-hmm. you're you're making sure everybody's good right because mm-hmm. you're worried that they're gonna like i don't know lose faith or whatever right but walk away and not and not have and not have tithe paying members of the church stuff like that I, yes and i agree like that's a big concern for the churches they're always worried about their bottom line they're worried about making money they're worried about keeping the people like on track mm-hmm. that that direction but you're losing the focus of the church mm-hmm. which is ultimately to better the community mm. so there has to be a balance there and i think the focus should shift away from keeping the old members happy and making sure the tithe stays at whatever level it's at mm-hmm. be willing to accept a loss in the short term mm-hmm. to gain a much bigger bigger benefit and the, in the long term which is the safer community a, a, a community of people that recognize us and be like oh that's the adventists look they they cleaned up downtown like they they really did a difference like mm-hmm. this summer did you see them out there every every day every week they were doing safe walks they were doing you know mm-hmm. garbage collection whatever it might be mm-hmm. they were out there talking to people and or there's an adventist gym or there's an adventist thrift store absolutely like mm-hmm. these are all things that we could do and work on there's an adventist soup kitchen there's like a, a rescue shelter for for women that are being abused by their husbands mm-hmm. like there's so much more that we I can mean, do there are many adventist schools all over the world but we i agree we we could be doing much 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 more we have the resources yeah don't tell me we don't we have the knowledge and the know-how mm-hmm. we have every possible resource i think of one of the mm-hmm. one of the only denominations in the world that's really organized that way mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we have invaluable resources from mm-hmm. lng white writings and i could talk about that for mm-hmm. ages about how many valuable resources that we have mm-hmm. that we don't use mm-hmm. but ultimately i think that's something that we could work on yeah. as brothers and as something you know Definitely. partnerships working on involving the members and it's not just us but um, anyone else who is listening to this or yes. who is interested, uh, the, the, the information will be 
Um, the email will be at the at the end of this podcast for you to you know get into and um, message us if you so desire or the the information will be down below and, um, and i don't want to be another one of those people that's like oh well if you just like donate money to this cause or if you just like i don't like those no i hate that that's just like another those. one of the same thing i think i think what we need to be is just like you start something, they see you working, yes. and if they want to buy into it or donate into it, then that's fine. Or if they want to be a part of it, that's fine. I, I think I it should be even bigger than that. I, sh I think it should be everybody should have something of their own, mm -hmm. but yet we all come together and we each have our own strength and our own weakness that we then use in a common cause. Yeah. So if my thing is security and your thing is media. podcast and media, mm -hmm. then let's figure out a way where all of those pieces of the puzzle can connect together mm -hmm. to make one grand picture yeah. for the community's betterment. Mm -hmm. If you're making podcasts that help, you know, uplift the community on that respect. And mm -hmm. if your filmmaking work showcases some of the issues that the community is having mm -hmm. so that the government can step in and start fixing it. And or if you have someone who has immigration problems and you have an immigration consultant on hand. Absolutely. Like, our job should be to connect resources with people that need it. Or if you need a nutritionist and stuff like that, because the Adventist church is big on nutrition and Absolutely. Health. And so. like the, the church even has at this, at this very time, like divorce counseling and yes, different things going on. That, that is a huge resource. To the and community. even now there's a leadership council about to start. Yeah, absolutely. So all of these things I believe would be big that these are pieces of the puzzle, Yeah. but it's not the whole puzzle. And I think that's where people get, really hung up on is that they believe whatever they're doing is the whole puzzle it's not no. and so long as you realize you're just a part mm -hmm. but there's something greater at work then for sure we're going to be successful at this yeah and um i thank you so much david um i'm sure this is going to be the first of many different thought sessions we're going to have absolutely um I, I i really appreciate your 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 views on things and the way how you kind of brought stuff together as to your journey and you're continuing on on this journey absolutely and um if there is someone or something that you'd like to say as a last word what would you like to say oh goodness i'm not good with ending raps here but yeah no i think like i think one thing is key here is that keep learning keep always looking for something more like you should never get to the point where it's like oh i've seen everything i've uh, i think both of us were just getting started at all of this yeah. and i think there's a whole lot more to our lives that's about to happen and a lot more cool things that are going to be coming up mm -hmm. and at the same time never lose sight of where we were at the things that we've been through mm -hmm. and you and i were yeah and i think we've both we've both been through a lot of things our paths have definitely diverged on many points mm -hmm. but at the same time they're very similar young mm -hmm. fathers and growing families and both mm -hmm. of us struggling financially and mm -hmm. trying to make it in the world right mm -hmm. and i think this is the start of something really cool so thanks let's see where this ends up thanks i appreciate it david and um that's it for this episode of what's it like and um, we have our guest in we had our guest in here david and um we'd like to thank you our valued listen listeners for listening and um um, tune in again next time for What's It Like with Yorks. I'm your host, Yorks, and uh, take care. Feel free to reach out to us at What's It Like with Yorks at gmail.com or leave a comment in the comment section.
What's It Like with Yorks is recorded at Imagine Studios with me, Yorkwin. Edited by Yorkwin. Produced by Yorkwin. Music by Trilo XV. Lucky Land Slots asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.